excited to announce a special guest. You might know him around town as Pete for St. Pete. He's a downtown St. Pete business owner and is our personal favorite candidate running for St. Pete mayor. Welcome Pete Boland. So you okay. own two restaurants? Yes, yeah, so we have uh, two restaurants and a cocktail bar. Uh, so our flagship restaurant is The Galley. I like saying flagship because it kind of fits with our nautical theme, you know. It's, it does, it was our yeah. original. So The Galley is like the St. Pete Tavern. We call it The Galley of St. Pete Tavern. So it's all about being a hometown pub. Uh, and then attached to that is a cocktail bar, The Ship's Hold. We wanted to make it look like you were below decks of the ship. So the walls contour in a little bit and it's dark in there. And then we've got some faux uh, sunlight kind of coming through. And it just has a really great warm feeling where we do a lot of great high-end cocktails. I've never been there. It's really neat. Uh, it's, it's a, it doesn't have the hustle and bustle of the galley side. And it only has a couple TVs in there. So it just got a very cool easy cocktail lounge vibe and uh joey frasco and rob my two mixologists over there they've done just such an amazing job and and the, the cocktail list is just off the charts it's really cool i'll and then we have, have to make that in one of our next stops yes. and then we have the quintessential irish pub mary margaret's which we opened last year right before uh, right before i love it COVID. so much i love it so much <laughs> what was the first time we went there so we were we were on a bike ride tour of saint pete just the two of us and i wanted to take her to some of my favorite places for cocktails and I had been to Mary Margaret's once, and I was with a group of girls at a birthday. Okay. And we stopped in, and I was absolutely in love, and I didn't want to leave. But they wanted to go around to the Yard of Ale, Oof. which ended up being a huge mistake, but I'll leave that story for another day. <laughs> so um, I said to Kelsey, you know what? Let's go try the Benz, because I follow them sure. on Instagram. Yeah, I'm and friends their with cocktails. the Benz, yep. We go, yeah, I would say I go there maybe every two weeks. We'll stop in for drinks with me and friends, right? Sure. So we're riding our bikes, and we start to go by Mary Margaret's. Mm -hmm. And I was like, no, 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 no. This is where we have to go. I came here with these girls, and then they, they wanted to go over to Yard of Ale, so I had to leave. But this is where we're going tonight, and that's where we ended up, yes. and we had the best time. It was so much fun. I, You guys have, like, the best margarita I've ever had. Like, I love it. I get it every time. And it's so good. The food's really, the grouper nuggets are so good. I brought my mom there for the lightning game. Okay. Yes. I'm not a sports person, <laughs> but my fine. mom is. And she's like, I don't care where we go. Cause we were just like downtown and she's like, I don't care where we go. I just want to be able to see the game. And I was like, we were, we were walking towards central. I was like, let's go to Mary Margaret's. I love Mary Margaret's. You'll love it. And she's like, okay. So we go and we get like the last bar uh seating like right at the front because like of course everyone's there to like watch yep. the, and it was so fun to watch the game it was like being at the game everyone's cheering everyone's having like a blast like everyone forget happened to be a game we won so it was so everyone was just losing their minds that was a good like, game. i think you're talking about game seven it would have been like a friday night it was yep. a friday night yeah yep, yep. yeah that was that was a good time and we've kind of just being a true irish pub it's kind of about being about the neighborhood too so uh, although i wouldn't say we're a sports pub there we do if the Lightning are going to be in the Stanley Cup Finals, we're going to show that. And oh, yeah. The, the Rays go back to the World Series this year. We'll be showing that right. stuff, too. But uh, we just love that place. We're so proud of it. As uh, me, I, I grew up in Irish pubs. I, I, that's kind of where I cut my teeth in the business a lot. I even worked at a Bennigan's back in the day. So, where are you from yeah, originally? I, I'm born and raised here in St. Pete. Oh, yeah. wow. Okay. But, but I got some West Virginia roots, as my family would say. Got so it. I, I, I spent a little bit of time in West Virginia. Then uh, my dad, when my parents divorced, he lived in Ocala, Florida. Got so it. I stayed with him for a few years before he passed away. And I and, uh, learned a lot about the business. But that was where I worked at the Bennigan's up there. And just really just fell in love with Irish pubs. And 
Uh, I learned uh, learned a lot of it by working at Corrigan's for a long time. Have you guys ever been to Corrigan's? Yes, for yeah, sure. Uh, Corrigan's at uh, on Beach Drive, First Avenue yep. South. So we really did a full transformation over there. And and what's what's so beautifully serendipitous is my like work wife at Corrigan's is one of the managing partners of Mary Margaret's too. So she runs a lot of the day to day stuff during the daytime. Cat uh, Vandora. So we just have this like this amazing pride and, and story behind this place and just we wanted to be the quintessential Irish pub and I think we li- literally deliver on every note with that yeah we absolutely love it so I am a realtor but I also own a restaurant my restaurant's in Tampa and it's a franchise people don't realize how highly regulated the bar and restaurant industry is it's highly regulated. yeah I know I know. In fact, I was just training somebody on being um, a shift lead at night. Yeah. So I was like, here's where everybody's serve safe certifications are. Yep, yep. Here's the last inspection of our grease trap from the city. Yep. Here's our business license. I just start showing her all this stuff. I'm like, here's a list of inspectors yep. that are going to come by. And you need to know where the You need is. to know where. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want the phone call. It's kind of like real estate, right? There's yes. a lot of lot of rules and There's regulations l- you got to follow because yes. you're dealing with the public and, and you can do a lot of damage to somebody if you don't do that stuff right. Correct. And I am okay with rules and regulations when it comes to health and safety. One, one thing I really dislike, but it's probably like a topic for another day, but is um, intangible tax. Yes. <laughs> That is a very sore spot for me. It's but, crazy. Yeah. They just come and shake you down every year. That's what I think. It, That's exactly how I feel. I feel like it's a freaking shakedown. Okay. As Sorry. someone who doesn't understand <laughs> intangible tax, can you explain that to me? Okay. So everything that I own or that he owns or any business owner owns in their restaurant that they have bought and the bar paid stools, for. Yeah. The tables. Napkin dispensers. Everything. Yeah. Every year, you even though you bought it and paid for it, and paid tax on it, right? When you bought it, you paid sales tax. You have to pay property tax. On everything? On everything. Yeah, it's pretty wild. I got stuck with a $2,000 bill my first year. I was like, what the hell is this? It is wild. And I, I try to explain that. One of the things we do in orientation is uh, I, I show them a, a kind of a series of videos. Some, some of them is about customer service. Some of them is about strategy. Oh, one of my favorite ones that I've been introducing in the last year plus Let's say going on two years we've been doing it. It's what it costs to run a restaurant. The the ridiculous amount of cost and expense it goes to make a, a dollar in a, in a restaurant. And most people think that a restaurant is making 30 plus percent profit. That is no. certainly not the average. The average nationally is about 5%. And if you're yep. good, you get more That's than 10%. Insane. Yeah. So you think like for us, like we just had our best month ever in June, which is the craziest thing too. Like uh, it's just been, the galley's been so busy and Mary's is just plugging along too. The galley and the ship hold, ships hold are just doing really well, uh, and just then you get the tax bill afterwards, the sales yes. tax bill. So there you go. There's there's twenty k goes right to the government just like that, and the, yep. the staff doesn't have to worry about that. The, you know they don't. Right. The guest uh, pays forward. They pay it, but yep. it's just still a, a steep bill at the end, and people don't yep. realize payroll taxes, intangible property taxes. It all adds up. As someone who only understands how bars work from Bar Rescue. <laughs> <laughs> I love Boris. I've met John Taffer multiple times. Ah! <laughs> I love that show. <laughs> it's kind of the show? perfect reality story arc. You yes. know, you come in with this problem, and they have this kind of uh, redemption, and then they get like, it's 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 a great story arc. I love well, and it's like I I, I listen to like you know their <coughs> when they talk about like their profits and everything. He comes in to you know like rescue them whatever, and they're talking about their profits. Oh, when I first started, I was bringing in thirty thousand dollars a month, but then when you tell me like five percent of that, and I'm just like. 
Yeah, no, oh it's, my God. It's, it's, it's a lot of work. It's <laughs> it a lot of work. That's why it's all about volume and repeat business and taking care of things. I always liken the, you know, I know you're not a sports gal, but uh, I liken the restaurant business, the day-to-day grind to like baseball. Baseball yeah. like every day. You're never going to have a perfect shift, right? It's very hard to have a perfect shift or a, like a perfect game in baseball. But if you do all the fundamentals right, you're going to win a lot of games. You're going to win a lot of shifts, have a lot of repeat business. And, just, you know, the greatest teams of all time lost 35, 40 games in baseball. So some days you're just not going to be able to pitch, right? You're not going to be able to hit it. You're not going to be able to field. And that's kind of what you just have to look at it like that. Like, okay, we kicked it around a little bit today. We screwed up. We ran long ticket times. We messed up this order. We were understaffed. That's been a crisis a lot for people this year. But we got a new chance tomorrow to get it all right. And there's just kind of something fulfilling about that. And I think catering is like football. You get ready and do your scouting and then you execute at the, at the weekend, whatever yeah. the event is. I love that analogy. Um, have you been struggling trying to keep people hired and have people there and have bodies there working? So for the most part, no, like not at all. That's we, good. We, we are one of the exceptions. I feel like, I, you know, I spoke to another restaurant owner, uh, in case your listeners don't know, I am running for mayor of St. Pete. So we are going to get to that. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> so I wouldn't be running for mayor if, if we were in crisis mode with the restaurant. That was one of the things I had to take into full consideration is, you know, between Kat Vandora, like I was talking about, my managing partner of Mary's, and then Ronan, my GM there, they kind of take care of a lot of the day-to-day we stuff. We love there. Ronan. Ronan, Ronan takes good care of Ronan, us. Ronan is fantastic. <laughs> and then Tracy Consoli, Joey Frasco, and Catlin Carpenter, uh, Chef Kat, they take care of the galley for us, but uh, for the most part, we're just we're just plugging along. We have so many loyal employees. I love. I did an orientation for new staffers. I think it was two weeks ago. We had a couple new people, and I was just like, "Hey, here you go. Here's Shana. She's worked here three years. Here's Keith. He's worked here three years. Here's John. He's worked here three years. This that's person, great. and that's just like, yeah. um, you know, you meet this person, like, okay, and now they get to understand, like, hey, we're we have a real program here. You know, I'm very proud last year we didn't lay off a single employee from COVID. That was a really big thing for us. We were able to, to give them some uh, bonus incentives, too, with, with some of that PPP money. And we actually had a health care last year with a galley. So we're very proud. We have a really tight-knit thing. And, but as time goes on, if you bring in uh, talented people like we do, we have a lot of, we've had a lot of very talented people over the years. They cannot stay put for so long. So, like, right. I just found out I'm losing two great employees in the fall. They're oh. they're gonna go like travel the world type yeah. of thing. And then, That's we just, uh, yeah, we had a girl that's got her master's degree, so she's finally gonna get into nursing. You know, she started her career, and like she'd been with us for three years too. Just phenomenal. So, like, we we cheerlead and root for people like that. And of I, course, and I'm, I'm very proud of them. But it's it just tough replacing some of those people sometimes. Like we we had it really good with all those folks. So we got some new people now, but it's it's working out really well. A lot of the kids that work for me are USF students because my restaurant is located uh, right by the USF campus in Tampa. And I always tell them, I'm like, you don't want to go to engineering school. School's for losers. Stay with me. (laughs) This is where the fun is. But no, I understand. That's what happens. Yep. You get these great people and they and you want them to do well and you want them to be successful. And I'm in touch with so many old employees that are now married and have children. And I've had my store for 14 years. Awesome. So I've seen... It's a good sandwich. I do the, the I hook it. and ladder fully you involved do? every time. Yeah. <laughs> but you got to eat it right then and there too. You, you don't do. want to get soggy. Nope. Because if you take it home, it's going to yeah. be soggy. Yeah. So you have a great team that helps run your business or that really does the day-to-day I like running consider of myself it. like I'm in like a consultant kind of role. Yeah. I'm, I'm the one that, uh, 
I, I remember all the things and all the trends and, and I've got a lot of the data and, and yep. just my, my lifetime experience of doing this. So they kind of refer, hey, right. Pete, what should we expect this weekend? So I'm, I'm just kind of there for yes. them with that stuff. And, and I try to give them days off too. You're so nice. Uh, I'm trying. I'm, try, <laughs> I'm, try, I'm trying. So this has freed you up to run for mayor. Yeah, it's something crazy. I got to talk about it a little bit the other day. Uh, we had a candidate forum on my dad's birthday and my dad passed away some years ago, like I, I mentioned earlier. And it was just like... He would have never guessed that I'd be doing this, but we're just very fortunate to be able to take this thing on. I think there's no better cause than community and, mm-hmm. and St. Pete, and I just love this place so much. This is my hometown. It's my forever home, and between uh, the circumstances of the businesses of being in really good shape, that I just have a lot of talented people keeping things going, and then the fact that I had support from my partners and want to do it, mm-hmm. and then, of course, the biggest support is from home, uh, my, my lovely uh, future wife, like I'm gonna surprise her here before too long. She knows the the, the engagement's yeah. coming, the yeah. proposal coming. It's just like I'm gonna wait for like the right moment, but the campaign trail is not the right moment for that no. right now. So, <laughs> so uh, you know, having her support from home and like her and my business partner, my my best friend Ian Taylor, they were just kind of relentless on the idea of like you don't want to have a regretful life. You don't want to be the person that, that sat at the bar one day is like, well, I almost ran for mayor. Right. You know, you don't want to be that way. So they were like, just do it. And and uh, we're, we've got your back. We want to help you. And like you don't want to have any regrets. Like you can do it. And then just as things ticked along, there was nobody that I could really be excited about supporting. Uh, like there's just a lot of career politicians or very ambitious people, and I I just don't believe in that type of stuff. And I want to yep. make real changes, and I want to move forward. And and we're very pleased with with the campaign so far. We've got a real shot to to really surprise some people. I'm really excited about this because I um, was researching the candidates, and the one thing I was looking for is okay, who's not a career politician? Yes. What Pete? Yeah, what <laughs> I look <laughs> what I was looking for for the city because one thing I learned with the pandemic is. Okay, um, I go and vote in the presidential elections, but my local elections, I was always like, eh, eh. I'm not going. Yeah. Turnout I, is about half. Right. So the, the presidential election usually gets about double the turnout of a municipal election. Sure, of course. Yeah. So I was like, you know what? But this is what makes now, our lives, like, right. This local. is affecting our day-to-day business, yeah. right? The the local a lot people, of people learn. they're affecting my life now. Now that I see yeah. how the local, our local uh, politicians and our local government affects our daily life. I'm like, oh, I better rethink this and start researching. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, a lot, a lot of people learned last year how much it matters who your governor is and, and who your mayor is and or who your county commissioners are. And uh, I think there was a lot of impractical things that they were asking us to do, especially yeah. when it came to the uh, bar and restaurant business. And kind of trampled on a lot of American ideals like individual responsibility and I think we really missed the boat on a lot of things and certainly my thrust into the spotlight with that stuff last year is, is has led uh, to, to this candidacy and, and this campaign that we've got going on so we, we ended up doing some like 14 interviews uh, the galley was one of the first restaurants in the world to voluntarily shut down we got a couple of our employees get sick they were all fine like right. no one had any severe uh, symptoms or anything but we kind of needed to be left on our own to do that type of stuff, and we didn't really have a whole lot of help from the government. And, right. And I just did a whole lot of media from it, and, and it was like we needed to speak for this kind of small business community that was greatly affected, and hospitality is uh, certainly the lifeblood of St. Pete. I think so, too. I absolutely believe that. I think that the restaurant and bar industry is the lifeblood of this city. I know that we have the beach, and we have the marina, and we have the parks, and we have all the events that come to town, but when you talk to anybody about St. Pete, 
it's always like, oh, I love that place, all those restaurants, all those nightclubs, all that nightlife, all those. Of course, that's what that's what people want to do. They yeah. want to come and Absolutely. hang out and enjoy food. Well, Tracy, I mean, that's what people remember when they go traveling. You yes. know, when they go travel, what do they, what do they say? They don't talk about you know how the sidewalks were, or, right? Or the or the trees, how sandy or the beach was. Uh, yeah, like yeah, all yeah. the beaches are yeah. sandy. Yeah, they're gonna, all the water's pretty. They're going to talk, talk about, about where where you ate and drank, where, yeah. and, and oh, I went to this place in in Chicago, and it was the greatest thing. You know, they they just kind of have that story. Uh, and I think that's a big part of our story here. That's a big part of the comeback of St. Pete. You know, downtown is one of the most walkable areas in the country, and, and we're just really proud of it. Uh, downtown's a destination. I always look at this for, like, our business. Downtown is a destination. If I can get people to come to my place, too, that's great, because most people are going to two or three, at least two or three places on yeah. a night out. So yeah. we, just, we just try to – can we get them to have that third or fourth drink hanging out with us? And yes, really a really good so that's job. kind that's, of how that's our night it. was because we went to Ruby Elixir's right after. Yeah. <laughs> it was so much fun. We saw great yeah. live music there. Like it was so fun because you were yeah. We, we ended up like oh let's go to Mary Margaret's. Oh let's go to Ruby's Elixir's. Yeah, we <laughs> made the whole trail all the way down home. Yeah, that was hilarious. Yeah. That was a fun night. That was um, was that when I had with we were with Pam. No, no, that was different after, night. That was after. Remember, I, I go out a lot. Yeah. I fell off your bike. Oh, she <laughs> fell off my. <laughs> Right on that the sidewalk. That is sidewalk. downtown living right there. <laughs> You'll be fine. <laughs> this bike has a lot of good stories. My bike is a bright pink bike with the wheels awesome. are lit up and it's got this bell with champagne bottles. No, I Very thought cool. it was Jonathan's bike. Oh, it was Jonathan's bike. Because That's right. It's, it's, a, it's a male bike and so it has that bar at the top mm. and I'm like trying to get my short self over it. <laughs> and of course, we've had a bunch of drinks at this point and then of course the the um what was it uh the like guy the front guy at ruby elixirs oh, yeah. he like saw That's me fall man. over i'm literally yeah. i like literally fall over trying to hop on this bike he's like you okay and everyone's staring at me i'm like i'm good hop on the bike i'm like let's get out of here so i started laughing when she fell and then there's these two women that's true friendship right there you're never gonna laugh there's these two women they're like she fell off her bike and her friend laughed. <laughs> I said, it's because she does it all the time. Every time we ride bikes, she fall. falls. Are you fall. dead? No? Nope. All right, <laughs> all right it's funny. Yeah. <laughs> right. I'm just not good on a bike, so I always end up falling. <laughs> I read something. It's the difference bet- uh, between knowing if you're old or young. If you fall and everyone laughs, you're young. If you're old and fall, everyone runs to you. I'm like, yeah, damn. True. Yeah, you want people to laugh, <laughs> yeah. for sure. <laughs> <laughs> You're young. <laughs> but back to your campaign. <laughs> yeah. So um, how, how's it going? How are you feeling about it? I feel really good. A couple of the other campaigns are starting to have a little bit of implosions. They've had some real controversies coming out. I, uh, someone's got like a, ra- a rally <laughs> against them right now. So uh, oh, no. so we're just kind of keep plugging along and pushing our positive message. Yeah. That we're electable. That's that's one of the main things that I have a, a very palatable platform for, for everybody in St. Pete. And I'm not just this... That extreme on either side, you know. I'm right. a very proud moderate, so uh, so I feel really strong about that. We've actually got back to back candidate forums tonight. There's one at six o'clock, then one at seven thirty. So literally, I'm gonna uh, do this one in person and jump run to my office real quick and set up the Zoom stage for a Zoom call. But we feel really strong about it. I think we've surprised a lot of people already. Um, I, I I wish I had time to really have gotten into this thing, say, in January. But yeah. like I said, there was just nobody that I could support. So that was part right. of the, the decision that I was waiting for someone to come along. And then uh, things like uh, my life changing with addition of people like Ronan and then having the help at home, it really changed things. But uh, we feel really strong about it. I had kind of three goals when it came to this thing. And I think we've already cleared two of them. And the third goal is to win. 
<laughs> and, and, and we feel really strong about it. And the, the, the you were talking about the turnout. Uh, it's it's one of those things where last time, four years ago, there was only about 54,000 people that voted in the municipal primary. And then it went to a general election in November, and that was about 70,000 people. So a lot of people aren't really aware of what's going on. Uh, I think most people couldn't name who's their county commissioner or who their city council person is. So I, I think that we're going to bring some new voters to the table and really change the game. And for us to make it to that next round, it may only be about 10,000 votes. So, so Wow. So if, if we can continue to push our positive message and, and let people know that there's a regular guy yeah. who's a small business person who isn't an extremist of any kind and wants to have practical, unemotional uh, governance and bring common sense to the table. I think that was a lot of things that got lost last year was uh, just not a lot of dynamic discussions. You know, uh, I wouldn't be in favor of a city government that was all the way left or all the way right, and we're, we're certainly very much tilted to the left right now. Um, it, it just We need to bring some balance and some of the small business uh, aspect to it, and, and my candidacy is unique in that I'm the only one up there that's ever actually been in charge of anything. So none of, yeah. none of them have executive experience. So uh, they're going to have to learn what it's like to be a boss on day yeah. one where I've taken all the slings and arrows that, you know, well, I'm just reminded, like, we're sitting here with these microphones. I get asked when we first opened the restaurant, uh, you know, we put our camera system in. They're like, hey, you guys want microphones, right? I was like, no. Like, well, you don't want to hear what's going on. I want to hear what's going on all the time. I was like, absolutely not. I did not want to hear microphones. I know they're gonna be talking smack about me as soon as I walk away. <laughs> that's it's part of being the boss. Like yeah. I, like uh, I used to say, it's lonely at the top. And then a friend of mine is a business mentor. He's like, it's not lonely at the top. It's fun at the top, but it can be very difficult too. It is so it's difficult at the top. And and uh, I think people need to understand like when you're the, when you're the executive, when the buck stops here, I'm the managing partner of my businesses, and I'm the founder of both of them, co-founder. The buck stops here, and that every little thing gets keyed off of what you do. You can impose a difference of culture. If you're making mistakes, there's going to be a lot of other mistakes down there. If you're emotional, screaming, yelling at people, I used to be a little bit harder on people in my, in my youth. <laughs> I was a little bit tougher. Uh, that There's going to be different responses in it. You really just control the tempo, and, and you have to accept that responsibility for better or worse. That's awesome. I, yeah, I love that you talk about like already having the experience because I feel like some of my best bosses are the ones that realize that they can't always be my friend. Like I've had sure. those bosses that like worry about like, Oh, I want to be your friend, but I also want to be, it's like that never works. That doesn't work. It's like it. And so I love that idea that you've already come into this with like experience managing people. It's like hearing that like other people are coming into this with like no exec experience. I'm like, that's terrifying. Like that people can come into this and just like, literally not know how to like govern people and it's like like you said they could come into this and just be like mean like they don't know how to manage people so they could come off like really aggressive or not 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 as aggressive as they need to be so that's like kind of scary there's <laughs> definitely a lot to be learned from from this and especially there's a lot of crossover between hospitality and i think in public service you know we're dealing with the public every day uh image is important like if you, if you went around and, and you could see some other restaurants that had these controversial opinions like that's going to damage your business right so you have, have to have this kind of uh, error responsibility and being above the fray a little bit and, and you're going to be judged on whether or not you do the right things there's been a lot of talk about you know, $15 an hour pay and about healthcare and a lot of hazard this. And you know, there's, we've been kind of at the forefront uh, in the last year when it comes to what's going on with the government, how are things going on. There's just been so much news about hospitality in particular. And I think there's a lot of it of like, you have to have some humility when you're in customer service, when you're in hospitality too, because you're about giving people a good experience, a good time and sacrificing your own time, your own efforts, your own mind. Like, 
I have three rules for my places. It's be here, be nice, protect the house. And I think those three rules actually apply to government. Be here is mean you're present. You've got a sound mind and body. You're paying attention to what you're doing. You've left distractions at the door. You're trying to improve what you're doing. Right? That's that's the first rule we do. Uh, be nice is you got to be a nice person. You can disagree without being disagreeable. You've got to push... Uh, uh, your teammates together with communication. You've got to, the communication is everything, especially in hospitality. So you're gonna just gotta be a nice person, right? You gotta yeah. be nice to the guests. You gotta be nice to your teammates. I mean, you what do you nice. remember about a restaurant if it's a bad experience? Uh, you, the, the food could be amazing. Yep. The, you know, drinks could be amazing. What the decor could be amazing. But if it's a shitty experience because the people weren't nice, like yeah. you, that's all you remember. Absolutely right. <laughs> and that's what we learn on the campaign trail too. It's like. Pete, if you're really nice to someone, they're probably just going to vote for you on that. <laughs> it's like, well, so so it definitely <laughs> kind of makes you check your, your humility a little bit and just, just make sure you're being patient. But uh, that third rule we talk about is the protect the house. So protect the house is making sure for the restaurant, it's like making sure the recipes are done accordingly, make sure there's no hazards, right? Make sure people aren't slipping and falling around the place. Make sure the bathrooms are clean, right? Make sure that we're not giving away drinks at the bar. Make sure we're not uh, uh, letting a female clientele in particular get, you know, uh, aggressively hit on and all that stuff made them make them feel safe and warm and comfortable and just about all those little things so if you think about that in terms of public service like you got to be present right you got to have the interests of the people first and foremost in your mind right mm -hmm. can't be about your political party or your political ambition you've got to be present and you've got to do the work and you got to show up right yeah right and then the second thing be nice you got to be a nice person you've got to have this servant's heart right or being a humble person then protect the houses don't piss away the taxpayers money <laughs> make sure you're paying attention to what's going on right uh, take care of the people right it's that type of thing so i think there's a lot of crossover in what we do and i think it's uh, really set us up for a, a strong uh, campaign and set us up for what would be a great government here if we can put people together and and really put saint pete first that's my little mantra saint pete first yeah that's awesome i love that you're a moderate because i feel like no matter what side you're on, I feel like most Americans are pretty moderate. It's like Agreed. not a lot, like you have this radical side here and radical side here. And it's like, well, most Americans are, are moderate. I feel like no matter what Agreed. side you're on, it's like, I, yeah, I consider myself to be, you know, on a side, but there are a lot of stuff I agree with the other side. Like, it's like, I'm pretty moderate and I think you are too. And so I love hearing that a candidate yeah, candidate's am. moderate. And so I love that you're bringing those ideas and stuff. Like, what are some projects that like you're really excited to hopefully get to work on if elected? Well, uh, first and foremost, the, this red tide situation is a real problem. I th we've exacerbated it by poor government um, uh, action and inactivity, uh, poor governance, I'd rather say. But I mean, we even had a sewage dump this week from a mechanical failure, they said, at one of the plants in, in Northeast. So that we have to put fail-safes and checkpoints in to make sure this type of stuff doesn't happen. It's a real problem that we need to make sure that we're doing everything we can to be good stewards of Tampa Bay and our inlet waters and make sure we're protecting our estuary. So that's kind of been elevated to the top of my list to make sure because this red tide is... It, while it's a naturally occurring phenomenon, it has been fed by the nitrogen-rich waste from our lawns. And then, of course, uh, Piney Point, the disaster there. That was a cesspool of wastewater that sat for 20 years. That's insane. That, wow. And it was a really gross thing. And, and uh, when that story happened, I kind of plugged my ears and closed my eyes and said a little prayer like, I hope this is not what they say it's going to be. I hope it doesn't. And then, of course, six, eight weeks later, we started was. having this this bad red tide. So there's a lot of, and then uh, there's some theories about the Sahara dust bowl that, that kind of mm -hmm. comes on where yeah. all that, that Sahara wind, that affects red tide uh, and exacerbates it too. So there's there's, only, there's some things that we can't control. We can't control, you know, the world's largest desert blowing sand into our community, right, uh, across an ocean. But uh, we can do control things like 
the fertilizer that people are using in their lawns, especially if they're on the waterfront property. We know that that runoff is going to go directly into Tampa Bay, and it's going to make things really bad. I don't think people understand the, the, the gravity and, and the seriousness of the problem uh, that this bloom started in Tampa Bay, which is really unique, and it's really spread all through Tampa Bay. That we're, we're in a real perilous situation. We've got to rally people together for that. So that would be number one for me right now is make sure we're protecting our Tampa Bay estuary. Number two is I'm a sports guy, like uh, <laughs> so you know. Um, this is a tired, tired issue. 14 years now, we've been talking about what's going to happen with the Rays stadium. Yeah, it's exhausting. Uh, it isn't is it? exhausting. I'm a huge sports fan. Uh, uh, it's exhausting. Mm-hmm. Uh, you look at some of the career politicians that been up there, like. Uh, uh, you know, I've known Ken Welch a long time, but he's been on county commission for 20 years. So for 14 of those 20 years, he had an opportunity to do something about this stuff, and nothing happened. I mean, to say that the county commissioner can't do something, well, county commissioner Ken Hagen in Hillsborough almost plucked away the Rays uh, from his uh, pulpit over there uh, on county commission in Hillsborough County. So a lot could have been done from that. And then I, I don't trust some of the other candidates, too. I don't think they have a passion for it like I do. And I, I just want to get things done so that our kids can grow up going to Rays games like I did and uh, – uh, that's just a big thing to me. The Rays on the Rowdies as well. So I really would like to uh, look at moving the Rays ballpark, kind of a multi-purpose park mm-hmm. at the Alang site because yeah. that doesn't. That's just a this beautiful waterfront vista, and that's where we've had baseball for yeah. over a hundred years and, and pro sports. I just think that's kind of the place to be. And then, uh, so you would consider, or you think it would be a good idea to have the stadium there. So where the, the Rowdies is. So the Rays actually originally proposed Are? in two thousand seven. Uh, to build their new ballpark there. Oh, uh, in, I didn't back know in that. 2007. So that was uh, the Bayfront uh, ballpark. Yeah. Uh, they called it the Sail Stadium because it was going to be open air, but it had a big, uh, like a rooftop kind of sail. It had a big pole in center field that connected into the sail so it could okay. kind of protect us from some heat and rain right. in those uh, July and August uh, games. So uh, that was a very controversial thing. They ended up going to the World Series. They pulled, they were supposed to vote on it in November, and that was the year they went uh, in November of 08. And then they went to the World Series, that, but the Rays pulled the plug on the, the ballot referendum because it's part of the uh, waterfront park system that anything, any changes to the waterfront parks has to go up to, uh, it goes up against city charter for referendum. So that was a big thing there. But the Rays really screwed the pooch on that thing. They really messed up. They didn't talk to the community the way they should have. They, uh, they were going to cancel uh, Saturday morning market. They were going to cancel... The Grand Prix, they didn't work out with the condo owners, and then they wanted to dredge up a lot of Tampa Bay and close off Bayshore Drive. So that was kind of a mistake, but I think they've learned from their mistakes and how this stuff works. So I want to get a deal done. I think it's a tired issue. I think it's a pride issue. I think it's uh, the biggest obstacle to them and their long-term success is this limbo phase that we're yeah. in. And I just don't trust some of the other candidates to do something because they haven't done anything, right. or I don't find them to be passionate about it. Uh, it's not no nothing offensive to them, but they've already said like, oh, losing the Rays isn't a big deal. That's like, a big it, deal. It is a big deal, and it would would be a real stain on our community. So I think that needs to be addressed. And then the affordable housing crisis. Everybody knows this is one of the this area has one of the high, steepest rent increases of anywhere in the United States right now. Part yeah. of it is just simple supply and demand. So we need to make sure that we're revamping the building department so people can get more houses built quicker. All right, things like uh, uh, accessory dwelling units are very important to me. My uh, childhood home was uh, a house that my grandmother owned that she sold to my parents, and then she moved down to the in-law suite. So that's what made our house affordable was grandma paying rent mm-hmm. as far as 
the, that accessory dwelling unit, having that in-law suite. So I think that we need to get people access to a lot of programs that already exist for like pool houses, garage apartments, uh, and, uh, and in-law suites that are those accessory dwelling units that really help a lot with that kind of generational wealth. You have some revenue generating there on your property so that you can make your home affordable. And then we just got to revamp the building department so we can upzone and have a lot of mi- mixed-use uh, development. Because we need inventory. I mean, you being in real right. estate know that yeah, know. it's 1%, less than 1% of Pinellas County homes are available for the market. 25 plus offers go on the first day when you put a new home out there. So uh, I had the, the highest offer with mine in March. Yeah. yeah. Good, good, good. <laughs> it, it's and now it's a bargain. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah the, and it's so, so crazy. The asking price is where the bidding begins. And yes, so hoping exactly. To get that. So, so we have an inventory problem and, you know, the secret's out. Everybody wants to be in Pinellas County. Everybody wants to be yeah. in St. Beat. It's such a great place to live. Um, but I, I think that those those issues pale in comparison if we have a dead zone at Tampa Bay, right? We're not yeah. going to worry about affordable housing. No one's going to want to live here yeah. if they can't fish, swim, or boat Tampa Bay. Or just sit wise. outside near yeah. Russia. Like, I sat at Fresco's last night, and it. I mean, I loved it, but like they had cleaned a lot of that area out, but um, the yeah, flies yeah. stayed. Yeah. And the oh. flies were the horrible. Are unbelievable. Oh. Um, oh, the flies stayed. Crazy. We literally had to move inside. I felt so bad for because it wasn't Fresco's fault, but like literally the flies stayed, and we literally had to move inside because it was so bad. And um, the smell, I like. Yeah. It's funny. I didn't smell it right away until I walked out to the pier, and then I got the smell, and then I couldn't unsmell it. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it stays. Yeah. That olfactory uh, response yeah. stays with you for a long time, for sure. I'm originally from Canada. and What part of Canada? Toronto. Toronto. Okay, yeah. I got uh, some friends from Blenheim, Ontario, Canada, right? Blenheim. Yeah, it's, uh, it's about an hour that. northwest of uh, Windsor. Oh, so, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yep, oh, so I it's up on Windsor. that side. Windsor's, <laughs> Windsor's a lot of fun. <laughs> oh, I know Windsor. That's, I, I lived in Michigan for college, and, uh, and that's, where you, can, that's where you go. <laughs> it's right across Detroit. Yeah. You can literally see Detroit. Canada, so... That's where I drank when I was 19. Yeah, that's right. Because <laughs> you, you can drink there. <laughs> I wasn't going to drinking stories, but that's okay. Um, I just know Windsor. With the housing in Canada, my s- houses are extremely expensive there. They're like, you're not finding anything for 300, 500. They're all very, very expensive. My sister Cheryl owns a home, and um, it's a million dollars. It's a million dollar house. They bought it. Years ago, Lo- loonies or USDs, Canadian dollars. Okay. Yeah, right. Canadian so, dollars. But they bought it. They bought it years ago. Um, so they've been in there a long time now. She's probably like at home going, "It's a million and a half, <laughs> but it's somewhere really high, right?" But um, you're allowed to rent out your basement, like basement apartments are huge. Probably. Are huge there, and that's how a lot of people afford houses there is when you buy the house, you have um, a basement apartment and you have income that helps supplement your mortgage on the property. Exactly right. So like we, we don't have the option of basements here in Florida, right. obviously not, not with our being at sea level, but those garage apartments, those but, pool yeah. houses, those yep. in-law suites, that's the type of stuff that makes a difference. And that's that was a big part of our, our existence growing up. And I think that's something where, like, like you said, so you have your, your mom... Or your dad yes. or mom and dad are, are staying there or single mom, single dad, and they've got the house and then their, their kid grows up. The kid grows up to be 18 and they go take over that little apartment, the little garage apartment. That's where they live and that's where they hold it down. And then yeah. as they grow older, get a, get a family of their own, they take over the big house. Yeah. And then mom or grandma goes out to, to the, uh, the in-law suite or the, the, 
the garage apartment and that just makes it affordable. They get to help with the child rearing too, as we all know that's a big issue too. Um, um, me being in my stepdad life now, uh, uh, definitely learned, learned a lot. I just dropped the boys off to summer camp here a little bit ago and uh, mm-hmm. just it's a never a dull moment uh, with, <laughs> with three children at home. But uh, it's, a, it's a big part of the, the story and, and that's what we've got to do. I mean, the reality is St. Pete is just a great place to be. So we've got to build up. We've got to build more housing. We've got to make that easy for people too. And uh, you know, this this is an inventory problem. It's kind of supply yeah. and demand, uh, econ one hundred and one, right? So yep. we need to do the best we can to get government out of the way uh, of of progress. You know, get government behind progress for helping solve this issue. But I feel like we do a lot of talk, 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 but nothing ever gets done. Well, they just throw money. They just write checks, yeah. and that's really not the solution either. So right. Thank you so much. Do you have any questions you want to ask? This was so informative. This, so this was awesome. so fun. I love this. Can we this. get signs? Because like, yeah. I love Do, Oh, can we For have sure. signs? For sure. Yeah. We'll I, put I, signs I out the front. I have a Dane sign in my yard right now. Oh, awesome. <laughs> no, no, I'll, I'll hook you guys up. I got some We need truck signs. Right yeah. yeah. Absolutely. So for my birthday, I've rented the Star Trolley. Do you know what that is? No, I don't. Tell me. It's a really big, it's a big trolley. It holds 30 people. Awesome. It has a balcony off the back. <laughs> And it's picking me up. I mean, my friends, there's 30 of us (laughs) here at the house. And then it's going to drive us from 7 p.m. to like, until we want to stop, ride us around from spot to spot all around St. Pete. So what I'm finding is a challenge though, is finding a place that can accommodate 30 people to walk in the door at one time. Sure. Well, we can help you out there at the galley depending on time. <laughs> okay. Uh, but just let us know and I'll, I'll give you uh, information, get a hold of Tracy and Joe. Okay. And we'll That'd be perfect. So I think yeah. that's one thing St. Pete could really use is places for like bigger groups. So I was really glad that the Floridian opened up. Have you yeah. been there yet? Oh, yeah, no, they don't. How Fantastic. amazing we is that? We should change the name, but they didn't have to change the name. It could have been the Floridian at State Theater or something. Yeah. That. Oh, yeah. 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 Like even just a little like subhead, yeah. you know? <laughs> Yeah. yeah, that's true. But they yeah. did a beautiful job. They did a fantastic and job. And I, I love it. I'd, I'd rather see it uh, deflurried in the way it is now than just left alone and sure. neglected. You know, I was so glad that they did that and they didn't just tear it down and that's start a new. That's a big issue, too, here as we face is just keeping kind of the integrity of the things that matter to St. Pete. Like, I think you got to have property rights and let people do what they want with their property, but we got to make sure we place value on things like the State Theater or like. You know, the galleys are yeah. across the street from the historic open air post office and Snell Arcade. And Love that post office. All that stuff there. We need, people yeah. need to know why it yeah. matters, but we can't just go around ripping away people's property Hey, what's too. the deal with the YMCA? Do you know? <laughs> so this thing has been tangled up a long time. Actually, it was part of a charity that was trying to save it. They wanted to make it like kind of like a music museum for like a, okay. for the Old South and like St. Pete. Um, it's been tied up in a lot of legal harangues. There was this uh, guy, I, I know I'm butchering his name, it's like Ikamano, former NFL player, like a, a Hawaiian okay. Polynesian descent. And he uh, he was this real estate developer that he was able to buy the property for like three and a half million dollars, something like seven, eight years ago. Wow. It was starting renovation, then he got caught up with a bunch of legal mess. And now it's like this, in this permanent stagnant stasis. And actually, I used to go to that YMCA when I was a kid. That was no where we way. went to train. It was a very unique building. You know, you yeah, walk down it's a whole couple flights of stairs. It's around so had this this weird pool situation there, but it's it's a it's a big undertaking, whatever it's gonna happen there, and I hope that it stays and is part of a, a new development where they keep kind of the integrity of it. It's just such a I would love building. that. It's so yeah. beautiful. Oh, one more question I had for you. My friend Kurt 
has a mug at the galley. Awesome. How do I get a mug at the galley? <laughs> so we're going to do a sale here around Christmas time this mm-hmm. year. Uh, we've had a, a waiting list about as big as our membership. So we've had about 300 people on a waiting list for a while. So we're going to kind of see if those people still want to do a kind of a membership renewal. We're getting ready to do it uh, COVID time. I mean, it just, things just happen so quick in the, in the business. And like next thing, like here we are, the buck season's about to start here in a couple of weeks. And, and it's going to be Halloween before you know it. Next thing you know, it's going to be 2022. So things move real fast. But uh, so we kind of haven't had the, the dues membership uh, uh, dues. Uh, recently, but we're gonna purge some people that are inactive mugs, and we're gonna sell some more. It, it may only be thirty or forty mugs, but oh. we just didn't want to have cups everywhere in, in right. the place. So we're gonna make it kind of exclusive. I think that's what's fun about it. Yeah, so good that's on really cool. Jamie's yeah, like, I'm on. Kurt, <laughs> Kurt's like, hey Tracy, you've got to come with us to the galley. I was like, what's that? He's like, my mugs there. We all have to go. I was like, what is this place? That was when we first moved here a couple years ago. So the uh, the Yeti Club, uh, people like to call we it's originally called the Yard Arm Club. So they get uh, twenty. It's a twenty ounce Yeti, and they get uh, liquor drinks in there uh, with a little bit heavy handed pour, mm-hmm. right? And then they get the twenty ounce drafts uh, at regular price. So like if you're like a Yingling, or we have Natty Light on tap. So if you drink Natty Light instead of paying the three seventy five for the twelve ounce yeah. Natty Light, you pay. 375 for a 20 ounce Natty Light. So just things like that. And oh, then they get 10 I know, through. I know. Yeah. I want one too. Yeah. No, it's it's a really great deal. It was something like unique. Like a lot of Irish pubs would have their own mug or Stein club, right? Yeah. But that's that's not what we do here in Florida, right? We Everybody's got their Yeti or their Tumblr yeah. or their Tervis. You yeah. Know, that's that's what we want to do. Keep cold. Exactly yeah. Exactly right. Man, I, I rum and coke in those things is so good. The ice cubes <laughs> don't even melt. It's crazy. Yeah. Have you been to the new restaurant next door to us here, Linger? I've heard uh, a lot of good things about it, and I was actually friends with one of the builders. Uh, my friend Bobby Ryan was helping build it out. But uh, no, I've heard a lot of really good things. It's amazing. I never thought it would... I was so confused when I heard the concept. Yeah. But I, well, I'm a huge fan of um, Top Chef, that TV show yeah, on uh, Bravo. Jeffrey Jew. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was like, oh, I know him. I know that guy from TV. Yeah. Now I know him from being my neighbor. and Because we see him all the time. Yeah. And when we're out back, we've got cornhole boards out back. Really cool ones that um, a firefighter in Tampa made for me. Awesome. They're beautiful. Um, I've got a gator board and uh, buccaneer boards. So whenever we're out there playing, he always walks by. Hey, what you doing? How you doing? Plus, we're over there all the time now. Yeah, we're, right, because it's right yeah, there. You want it's right there. Good, good for them. Good for them. Yeah. And I think uh, they're packed. one of the things that they're really going to do well with is they're so close to the library. The library has been such a busy place, so they can kind of trade back and forth. Yep. And, and uh, you see this expansion of downtown just all over and just great. Good on them. Yeah, I'm excited about that. There's also another little restaurant opening up right here on um, 6th and right just around the corner here. It's a little house. That is in the middle of being uh, renovated. Really? Yeah. It's, um, it's hard. I'm used to be someone that could keep up on all this stuff, but I'm a little busy these no, days. No, there's too stuff. much going on in yeah. the city to keep up with. It's like every time you turn around, there's something, something new. new. One thing I love about this city is that I'm really feeling like it's turning into a place where really great chefs can afford to come and yep. open their own little yep. restaurant. Yep. And we're not just opening chains. Get just no chains. big it's, business yeah. in New York, but look, with cheaper rent. Yeah, yeah. It's it's and I feel like people in St. Pete are more open to trying different Absolutely. different. We're open minded we about a restaurants. Palette here, like yeah. the, the things that you could do ten years ago, you just can't get away with in St. Pete anymore. You have to have yeah. Uh, the clientele is is cultured. They have a good uh, palate for wine, for food, for beer, for cocktails. Now it's just not the same anymore. That's a good thing. Yeah, it's a very. I'm excited about that because that's what we do. That's our entertainment for us is eating and drinks. We love it. That's our fun thing. Yep. 
So we go all over town. Our fun day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what we love. Our first like five episodes were just us going out of town. <laughs> 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 yes, for sure. But uh, it's been really cool. I just love this city. In fact, last night for dinner, I rode my bike over to um, the butcher shop on Central. Uh, yeah, have you been there yet? Too. I haven't been there yet either. I went there yesterday, and I was like, Jonathan's like, "Where are you going?" Because we were going to go out to dinner, and I said, "Oh, I'm just going to ride up to the butcher shop. I just want to check it out." So I rode my bike over there. I walk in. I walk out like 130 dollars later. <laughs> I've got a bag full of meat. Yep. Jonathan's like, "What did you buy?" In your basket. In yeah. Your bag basket. The, the worst yeah. is like you spend 100 bucks to the grocery store. Now you're like, "What the hell did I even buy?" There's like eight, there's exactly. like eight things in here. Yeah, I came yeah. home with this big bag of ribeye steak. Awesome. and um uh chorizo sausages mm. that they were making that guy was making them fresh right there sausage it was, is a lot of fun to make i i, I went I've to culinary school it. too so yeah, oh. i'm a dropout uh from culinary school i was, <laughs> was like mopping the floor at the at the school one day i was like i gotta get to work well, like I'm <laughs> yeah. my own restaurant like i was a gm of a restaurant at the time of corrigan's i'm like I'm sure the floor at Corrigan's needs to be cleaned right now more than this place. <laughs> yeah. right? So, so I, I was a drawback, but we got to make sausage one day. And like, it's what's interesting is you have to put the fat in, like uh, into the casing. So you got to figure out the casing was usually some sort of intestine, right? Mm-hmm. Something like that. And then you uh, you get the lard or the fat mixed in, but you have to keep everything cool because the friction of the grinder um, it'll will melt heat the up, fat. it'll melt the fat. Got it. So like you, you can run it for like a minute. And you have a, like an ice bath here with it, so you switch it out, and like uh, on all the pieces, you keep switching out. That's kind of the, one of the main little uh, tips and tricks to make sure it stays on there with the casing. Yeah, sausage wow. is fun. That's so I've cool. never <laughs> done it, but yeah. I've got some sitting in my fridge right now. So I was like, I have to do something with it, but it's Chiso not dried; yeah. it's fresh because he had just yeah. finished making awesome. them. And I'm like, all right, guess we're gonna do uh, sausage and peppers maybe later or something. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah. A little chorizo. Yeah. yeah. I'm all about food. Yeah. Everything with me centers around food. I love it. Right on. Well, that's that's Cooking part of life, What's right? your favorite restaurant? Or Ooh. few favorites? I okay. know there's too many to pick restaurant one. Restaurant and drinks. Yeah, for either food okay. or drinks. Well, that's, that's, a, that's a real tough one. I think for cocktails, I have to give it over to my friend Jeremy Wallace and them at, at Copper Shaker. Copper mm. Shaker is such a great cocktail hub, and they've got a nice little food program they're building up there with their, yep. their chef. Uh, mm. uh, my my friend Umberto Frutos uh, Berto is their chef over there now, so I had a really nice burger from them the other day. Um, so that's kind of the go-to for cocktails, and you know I've got great cocktails in my own place, but I don't drink in my own place. <laughs> right. I'm the boss. Right. You know, so I don't I don't do that anymore. Um, my my haunt and hangout is definitely Corrigan's though. Corrigan's just has solid yeah. solid bar food, but that's just kind of my home away from home. My best friend, uh, one of my best friends, Liz, she lives uh, upstairs, so she's like, hey, come on down to the basement. We're hanging yeah. out, so that's kind of <laughs> our, our little hangout there. Um, as far as uh, just regular cuisine. You cannot go wrong with Grazi Italian Grill. Grazi is phenomenal. Uh, they just do such a great job. Uh, the owners are Italian. They've been in the market here. They live in St. Pete for over 20 years. They used to have a, at Sundial, what it was called Baywalk. Grazi was there I remember that. before. So uh, they just have just a phenomenal job. I've had some of the best meals I've ever had in my life there. I think Il Ritorno is phenomenal. The best I meal love that place. I've ever had in my life was uh, Chef David's uh, veal uh, shank. It was with, uh, I can remember, it, it had a horseradish polenta and a grilled broccoli rob mm. with like a demi-glace on it. It was just unbelievable. This lamb shank was just crazy. You really crazy. are a foodie. 
Yeah. <laughs> so really Me good. too. I've and got then, all the terms down. <laughs> and then, uh, then the other one is brick and mortar. Uh, Chef love Jason just that. does a phenomenal job there. You cannot go wrong with that. I love the pulled pork poutine. Yeah, they with just the sliced jalapenos. Job. Yeah. Oh my god, that is good. Like, yeah. um, mm. um, and they are such a great success story too. So. Um, have you been so, to their uh, seafood restaurant? I have not. I want to go. It's really good. Terabody, I yeah. was there a couple weeks ago. Yeah, it is I've fantastic. Heard, I've heard great things about that. Yeah, yeah, I got the shrimp and grits. Yeah. Phenomenal. Heck yeah. Oh, it was so good. Yeah. <laughs> no, I like that. And uh, then I cannot, I would be remiss if I didn't mention Bone Mose. Bone Mose is a great steakhouse. We just went there last week. I've never been there. Bone Mose is great over on, on, in Kenwood. It's a uh, parking can be a little bit of an issue because yeah. of the neighborhood there, but uh, uh, it's on Fifth funny. Avenue North. It's like a Chicago style steakhouse. Amazing uh, in-house really? aged steaks and uh, they've got a little piano uh, in there too. They've got a, a piano player the whole time. It's really great. Oh, great I've driven story. by it. I've never been. I'll have to. We'll definitely have to try it. You should yeah. check I'll be open minded and check so it out. So there's a few recommendations. There's four really good. You know, can't go wrong spots. Like if yeah. we're looking for a date night, where those are always on our radar. And then, uh, unfortunately, Jessica and I's first date. Uh, they closed. Uh, Sophia's was our first date. Oh, closed, we love so. Sophia's. Sophia's was nice. We didn't, uh, being that we are the way we are, we hardly ate. We just kind of sat there and, and talked <laughs> and gazed into each other. Well, how long have you guys so, been together? Uh, it's coming up on a year, but it's just like... We Has Sophia's been gone for a year? It's been gone for like four or five months, I think. Wow. Um, yeah. Have you yeah. been to the Saint? We have been to the Saint. We did too. Time. That it's, place was a lot of fun. That was a good nice. time. But look at the expansion of downtown. I mean, you've got the, the Janice block and you've yeah. got Beach Drive. And then you've got the 900 block and then all the ex- expansion and bustling area of Grand Central. It's just phenomenal. You yeah. literally could do a walk and sip and stroll. The whole way? The whole way. I really feel like downtown is just spreading. Yep. Because even though I know it's Grand Central and Edge District, honestly, to me... It's still downtown. It's still downtown. Yeah. Because I'm from Toronto. Toronto, downtown Toronto is massive. Yeah. Yeah. It's the New York of Canada, right? Yeah, it really is. And it's just like walking from Beach Drive to Grand Central is like crossing downtown Toronto. It's massive. So that, to me, this whole thing is just downtown. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Well, one yes. of, one of my things to do is to go see the Rays play in Toronto in the summer. And I still haven't done it. You know what? We did that. It was so funny. It's such oh, a you did? we did by accident. So um, I flew to Toronto because I missed the Bruno Mars concert here in Tampa. Oh, Bruno, I know. I really wanted to go see it so bad. So um, I I'm like you know what? I said to Jonathan I'm like. And it was actually four o'clock in the morning. And I said to Jonathan, I'm like, Bruno Mars is somewhere in the world right now. That, that, that's a cool city and I want to go see him. So I Google it and he's going to be in Toronto. So we fly to Toronto to go see Bruno Mars. And Jonathan's like, well, I'm not going to see Bruno Mars. So he says, I'm going to see who's, who Toronto is playing. Toronto's playing the, the Rays. Rays. Awesome. So we see Bruno Mars. He sees the Rays. And I brought my sisters. to They, they live in Toronto. So I brought them to the concert with me. And uh, we get home, and my girlfriend, Mabel, one of my best friends, her brother um, uh, is a, like, records, he's the recording producer for Justin Timberlake. Oh, very cool. In California. And she's like, hey, JT's going to be in Toronto, Tracy. You just missed him. And I'm like, no, ask Danny if he can get me two tickets to see (laughs) JT. (laughs) So he did. He got me three tickets for me and my two sisters. Back on a plane. Fly to Toronto two weeks later. (laughs) Jonathan's like, all right, who are the Jays playing? The Rays. Awesome. <laughs> He's like, going to see the Rays. A couple weeks later, Rod Stewart's in town. My sister Cheryl's like, Tracy, Rod Stewart's here. 
So in six weeks, we made three trips to Toronto. <laughs> and every time Jonathan went to see the Rays at the Jays, they were playing the Rays. So he's like, I've so never seen the funny. Rays more. <laughs> well, that's anyway. definitely one of my things is go up there it's and cool. see Skydome. I still call it Skydome. I used to work old, there. Yeah, you I worked still, there for yeah. four years. And that's part of like the stadium issue, right? Like, yeah. So that's one of the second to last multi-purpose domes built in the history of the world. The, the Toronto yeah. Skydome in 1988. But it has a retractable roof. It's yes. got a hotel. It's It still yes. has stood the test of time where Tropicana Field, the old Florida Suncoast Dome, is like... It's a drab kind of. It was the last of yeah. a dying breed. They really for sure kind of screwed that one up too. But they but it worked. They got a team right. Yeah, they, they, they worked to lure the, the baseball team. But uh, I understand the Leafs games are very expensive to go to. Outrageous. So go They're to, unaffordable, especially for the Lightning. If the Lightning come in town, the back to back Stanley Cup champs. Yeah. So like that's been off my the realm of going to visit. So I've always said like I'll go to a Rays game because Toronto doesn't have a football team. It's not like the Bucks are going to go play right. Up there. Unless right. the bills are playing something like that. Yeah, well, right? it's, it has become unaffordable. Now, we were going to go see a Leafs game when we were in Toronto, when the Leafs were playing, but to ticket at the at the door was $300. That's, That's, That's not even a scout right? ticket. Yeah, and it was a terrible seat. And Jonathan's like, oh, no, 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 we're not doing that. And it's that. been over 50 years since they've been any good. So. <laughs> I know. My sister is so upset because they were watching uh, the Habs play the Lightning. Oh, yeah. And she's like, we're rooting for the Habs. I said, of course you were. You're Canadian. Yeah. She's. I said, maybe one day they'll play Toronto in the Stanley Cup. She's like, no, forget it. That'll never happen. <laughs> no, we, uh, man, we're so lucky with the Lightning around here. Just such a great organization. They're so amazing. Yeah. Every way they keep star players. They yep. give $50,000 to charity every single game. Yeah. They're, they're amazing. Just, they're just such, See such what a, a nice relationship you can have yeah. with an athletic team. We yeah. can have that with yeah. the Rays. This stupid idea of going to Montreal for half the games. Montreal couldn't support the Expos. They're not going to support a Florida you team. Are a sports fan. I like Sorry. That. <laughs> no, that's good. No, that's good. I get passionate about this. No, I like that. Yeah. yeah, I worked at the Skydome for four years. Two of the four, the uh, Toronto the won the World movie. Series. Well, yeah, I got to go team. to two World oh, Series games. That was, one of the that was amazing. Teams of all time. Oh my God, Ricky Roberto Henderson. Alomar. Yeah, yeah. yeah Ricky Henderson. <laughs> oh my God, Joe Carter. Yep. They had um, them all. Anyway. Uh, Ed Sprague at third. John Olerud at John first. John Olerud. Yeah. Oh, my Tony God. Tony Fernandez. Yeah. yeah. John yeah. Olerud. He was a Pat baby Borders. when he started. And they had... What, Love they, Pat Borders. They had Dave Stewart. They had Pat Henkin. And I think they, they might have had Cohn still then. David Cohn was a yep. great pitcher then. That was just yeah. a great team. That was, was like, an amazing when, team. When, you know, people forget, though, the Blue Jays in the 80s and 90s were the Yankees. Like, they were just stacked. For sure. Had so many great yeah. players. <laughs> and everything else. So, like, every kid was like, you know, the Little Leagues were all like, you gotta have Blue Jays. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm the Blue Jays. So my brothers were both part of the city championship teams and their team was the Blue Jays. Yeah, so we, that's we cool. the Blue Jays along, for sure. They were always my team. My dad used to take us to see uh, Blue Jay games when they played at the old uh, CNE exhibition, their yeah. very first outdoor, outdoor field in Toronto. And uh, my dad would bring this little radio, and he would turn the game on on the radio, so yeah. you could hear the announcers talk about the game. Yep. You know what I mean? Like yep. call the game, yeah. because there was nobody talking. It was just you just sit there and stare. Nobody. There was no crowd interaction like you have now, right? So yeah. we had the radio. Especially back then, I think they started what in the late seventies. Yeah. Okay, so back then that was kind of a lot of Canada was learning baseball. Yes. Right, kind of like how. Yeah. When the Lightning first started the Expo Hall in Tampa, they there was a hat trick in the game. The Lightning scored a hat trick. Yeah. And the ushers were ejecting people for throwing their hat on the ice. You know, for, no, yeah, oh, yeah. no so, way. Because people didn't know. They didn't like, know. The, the, yeah, they just yeah. didn't know. So that's one of the great stories about 
the Lightning's first game, we scored a hat trick, and they were the ushers were ejecting Lightning That's fans. That's hilarious! I didn't know that. Yeah, so we had to learn a lot about hockey around here. That's we, awesome. We out, I think we've got it figured out for sure. Yeah. It has been so great to talk to you. This was so nice, so, so nice. fun. Yeah. Well, it's a treat. Thanks for having me, and I follow us along on the campaign trail. I'd be remiss if I didn't talk about the website. Uh, check us out yeah. at PeteForSaintPete.com. Uh, and then uh, follow us on Facebook, same thing, Pete for St. Pete. And then uh, my personal page is like open to the public too. So we've got like 5,500 followers on there. So just follow me, Pete Bullen. It's a picture of me and Jessica uh, in, and with the campaign and stuff on it. So it should be easy to figure this out. Um, I was going to ask you, oh, when can we vote? Uh, so the mail ballots start going out this week. So that's a big deal too. So yeah. July 22nd. So if you're a voter by mail, mm-hmm. if you have one of those VBM, uh, re- uh, requests, so that starts this Friday. So they start going out and then the, uh, primary election day is August 24th. Cool. And then if you need to get registered, you have till next week, July 26th. So okay. make sure. Are you yeah. I think I am I'm for my yeah, house. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So you're not a Canadian citizen now? Yeah. <laughs> I am. I am. Yeah, like yeah. both. I both. Uh, uh, awesome. Yeah. Dual citizenship. Yeah. We've got some friends like that too. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I, I appreciate the, the, the time, and, and uh, this is a fun little show, and I look it's forward awesome. to it. You, you yeah, made a follower so out of me, too, so I'll start following along <laughs> yeah. on the bottom. Yeah, you'll have yeah. to listen to our Dane Kubliki uh, episode. I, I, I will. Yeah, it's on there. <laughs> I will. Well, th- thank you all so much for having me, and, and check out Pete for St. Pete.